is Actually You Are a Real Runner with Jacqueline Riccio. Today, I'm so excited on the podcast. I have a fellow blogger, a fellow entrepreneur. I'm really excited today. I have Ivalo. Yes, yes. Hello. Nice so, to, to have you here. Thank you for the opportunity. This is my first podcast, so I'm really excited. Yeah, I know. I'm so excited. So I want to share a little bit of background of how I have today's guest on. I was looking up, I was Googling um, minimalism, and I was looking for how to create a minimalist wardrobe. And um, this is something that I've, I've tried to do for probably the past six years. I'm like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to make a capsule wardrobe. I'm going to get rid of all of my clothes and figure out my style because I have no sense of style or fashion. And then I came upon this blog that was like, <laughs> the perfect outfit is the black t-shirt, which we're both wearing right now, a black t-shirt and some sort of bottoms. And I was like, Yes. Why do I overcomplicate everything? And then kind of clicked around your website and just fell in love with your writing. It's amazing. Um, tell me a little bit about how you started your blog, how you started your website. What, like, how did it start? So I first started with the idea to capture my notes of the books I read and also explore the minimalism theme that was uh, then booming. Actually, everyone, everyone was writing about this. So I started writing about these two things, but eventually I figured out that minimalism is really like simple thing. You just wear a few things and throw away the other. And I left only writing about book notes and, and writing publishing book summaries. But I'm still like the, this dude who only wears black t-shirts and doesn't own much stuff because it's way better. Yeah. Yeah, we'll get to the book stuff, but I want to talk about minimalism for a little bit. Sure. I think that a lot of people who read blogs know about mm -hmm. minimalism and why it's important, but there are still so many people who don't know about it. And then I also think because of the pandemic, I mean, mm -hmm. there's so much online shopping that's happening and people, I don't, I've talked to so many people, they're like, I just keep emotional shopping and getting yeah. packages from Amazon. So can you go into like why you, why minimalism um, appeals to you, what you love about it? Basically the idea that you don't need much stuff to be happy. That's probably the best uh, like topic of the minimalism. So I, I can't really understand why so many people adore. I, I actually understand it because shopping gives you like uh, dopamine and you feel good, you purchase something. Uh, but eventually you just pile a lot of stuff that you eventually don't use. So that's the, the main thing I want to, to start uh, and to implement in my life. I had a wardrobe full of clothes uh, that I barely wear. And at some point I was just wasting money for stuff I don't actually use. So I decided I have to do something. And I eventually actually bumped to the, the famous site. I'm probably you heard of it, the minimalism, the minimalists actually. Yes. It's it's super popular, and from there I I entered the rabbit rabbit hole of the internet, and I started reading more and more, and I decided okay let's start a blog about this same thing, <laughs> about minimalism. But eventually I figured out that I want to explore other things, but still uh, I believe more and more people should uh, introduce and actually get familiar with this with this trend, mm -hmm. sort to say. Yeah. Yeah. 
I feel like it also kind of like when you get rid of your stuff and you're focusing less on having to take care of that, it opens up this channel that you can be more creative or like you have the time to read or yeah. write, which so many adults don't do, read or write. It's kind of something they stopped doing when yeah. high school or college. It's, it's not trendy probably. <laughs> I mean, when, when you visit, uh, when you meet a lot of people, everybody's talking about shopping, about social media. And when, and when you're not doing these things, it's like you either enter a new group of people, you find new friends, or you're just uh, like quiet there and don't say much. What uh, introduced you to the minimalism? Why you wanted to, to have a capsule wardrobe? And so so my husband and I have moved, I think we've been together for almost 11 years now, and we have moved mm -hmm. every like year or two years to different apartments. And it just was like, it's the same thing. It's like, we have all of these possessions that we keep moving but we never use. And so like, yeah. I know this and I think every time we move, we get rid of stuff, but like clothes, it's like, why, why do I have all of these clothes? And especially now during the pandemic, I'm like, I'm yeah. not wearing <laughs> any of those things and I have no desire to go back to wearing those things. So get rid of it, Jacqueline, just get rid of it. Like get rid of that. But there's still that, um, that guilt, like I spent money on this, I should hold on to it, even though I'm not using it. Did that happen to you? Yeah, actually, a lot of times, even now, I'm like, the other day, uh, we were in the in the shopping hall with my girlfriend, and we were buying stuff. I, I know that I'm probably not going to wear another black t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> but Sometimes you just sleep when you buy something, probably won't wear it a lot of times. But again, as I mentioned, this is, it appeals to our emotions. So we do it. Mm -hmm. And yeah. it's, it's good. It's good if you, I don't know if you and your husband are on the same page about this, but me and my wife in particular, we're not like, she, she doesn't understand why we're only black clothes. So she, I mean, she gets it, but it, she, she loves wearing clothes and like different outfits, colors, etc. etc. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So tell me a little bit. So you were writing about minimalism and then you kind of found your way into reading more books and writing, or like how did that what happened? Yeah, I want to explore like uh, when you're reading and, and if you're not taking notes and, and if you're not writing about the ideas inside, you're like. I found myself forgetting about what I read in the previous book. So I decided, okay, let's let's take note of what I'm reading. And I started to, and I want also to create a structure of the book summaries because I want to be like the same, every book summary to be kind of the same and readers to know what to expect. And I started publishing and publishing and I eventually figured out that it's like there is a business opportunity because there are other websites that also publish book summaries. I'm, I mean, I'm not like, uh, this is not a new idea. But actually readers, uh, there are I'm around 1,000 readers, subscribers to, to the newsletters I have. And they're actually uh, really, I mean, they loved it, some of them. So I regularly receive emails from them and this keeps me, I mean, keeps me writing and reading and that's, that's the main thing I want to explore. Yeah. And also uh, when my son was born then decided that 
there's I mean I need to teach him more stuff so Mm -hmm. I, in order to do that, I need to learn more. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Yeah. You're writing it, it. I think then that's what appeals to me is it's very easy to read. It's very like you break things down um, and it's easy to consume um, and process. What are some of the books that maybe recently you've gone through and you've really enjoyed and have changed your life? Uh, a couple of actually books on psychology let me just toward the psychology of being by abraham maslow actually one of really interesting reads and not so popular actually one of the things i figured out once i started reading and uh, more books is that most of the best sellers are not like so good you need to dig deeper and find uh, rare titles that are not so not on the popular charts that's mm -hmm. uh, actually i want to introduce more people to more rare books that can actually change your life not mm -hmm. uh, only scream read me read me and actually when you read the book there's only full of i mean most of the text is is mentioned elsewhere so they right. they focus mainly on marketing not uh, what's inside the book yes that is true a lot of books written nowadays it's marketing material to get you into whatever yeah. else they're selling, which is fine. I'm in business as well. <laughs> I <Yeah>. get it. <laughs> but it's so true that like they'll mention like 12 other books that were written 30, 40, 50, 60 years ago. Um, yeah. One of the and, things I, oh, go ahead. Yeah, I won't say that what they do actually, they take the idea and they simply tell it with different words. I mean, not so deeply as the previous author did. So that's, that's what most of the authors do based on my, my observation though. Yeah, definitely. Um, so one of the things that I thought was hilarious when I was looking at, well, I talk about James Clear, uh, Atomic Habits, mm -hmm. probably yeah. every podcast I talk about yeah. this book, but I, I've read it probably 10 times and it's one of the books when I work with new clients, I give yeah. to them to read and people are blown away by like, oh, like I've never thought about this. One of the things that I started doing after I read the book was um, tracking the time, like where I spend my time. And then I yeah. found your tracker. Um, so how, how, how have you like changed when it, when it comes to habits, this is such a trendy yeah. topic right now. What kinds of things did you start to pick up on and change in your life? Well, the first thing probably was waking up early. <laughs> I actually started waking up at 6am last year. Then my son was born and I had, didn't have time to write so I had to adjust and then I started to now I wake up around five so exercise like I see you do this every day which is I mean when you wake up 5 a.m. you need to do something to wake up so coffee doesn't work you need to do something else exercise and after that write for two hours and basically that's the only time I have for writing then everything is like my son, a job, and et cetera. Oh, okay. So this is, so you have a job besides running the website. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's how you make time. So, okay, that makes sense. So you have a job and kid. <laughs> so yeah. you're waking up at 5 a.m., doing those things for yourself and then spending time on the other things in life. Exactly, exactly, yes. And during the times I have, I 
I started reading on my phone actually, because uh, this way I have the books everywhere I, I go. So I don't have to carry, for example, a couple of books with me. Besides my, like, I didn't have any space for books and it's much easier. It's minimal. Sort of <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, one of the other things that caught me was you're not on social media. You don't, um, or you're not on it as much or constantly. Yeah. What brought about that change? I, I, I'm actually exploring the idea to go there and share like uh, ideas from the books I read, but it's, I mean, it's so vast, the social media network. Uh, constantly people are pulling you there and trying to sell you stuff. So I am followed everyone I have on social media. And sometimes I, I log in, for example, to check something, but at least I'm not bombarded with like messages and uh, stuff I don't want to check. At, at, at the beginning, it was strange because you have your friends there and you don't want to click the unfollow button. I, I don't know about you. From my understanding, you're not using social media also or you yeah. stopped at least for a little bit kind of the same thing it just i mean there's a lot of things happening in our country right now mm -hmm. and it became i mean there's a lot of things with black lives matter and yeah. with which is important and there's really important things happening but the messages that were that were happening in social media just did not feel productive and then also mm -hmm. like our election that's coming yeah. up there's like a lot of things that it's like, this is not the conversation that I want to participate in right mm -hmm. now. Um, but kind of the same thing I log on and it's like, there's so many things. And now my yeah. mind is going in all these other directions besides what I'm trying to accomplish. So yes. going back to Atomic Habits, he talks about like, you can remove the cue. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you yes. can create your environment to not have that. So that's kind of where I'm at. Yeah. Yeah, I believe a lot of people are using social media because we're actually not taught how to use the internet. I'm actually in the process of writing like something like a course that like teaches you how to use the internet. It might sound bizarre, but so when I was first, uh, when my parents bought me my computer, I'm 25 years ago, I don't remember. We just had a computer and nobody in our family was familiar with how to use it. So we just learned how to play video games and do all other stupid stuff. But now people are just using social media because other people are using social media. So it becomes a, like a loop. Like you're using it because the other people are using it. But you don't, want, don't know why you're using it, basically. You're just wasting your time and you don't realize it, which is kind of sad. Mm -hmm. Yes. I, that's so, um, that resonates with me a lot. You, it was introduced into our lives, but we didn't have any boundaries set up. And then there's more yeah. stuff constantly, right? Yeah. Here's Facebook. And I think Facebook came out when I was like a sophomore in college and it's Facebook. Yeah. And then it was Instagram and Twitter yeah. and now TikTok. And it's like, it's so much, but like you said, like we never, well, what are, what are our boundaries? What, and I talk about, I have this little chart that I show um, people. I'm going to show it to you, but it's yes. like, I talk about authoritarian where we have like really strict boundaries and sometimes that doesn't feel so good, but then we like, will swing to being really permissive with things where we have no boundaries and then it can become really neglectful where we, it just feels like a mess. And I think that this is kind of where I was with mm -hmm. social media. And so what you're talking about, like authoritative, where you have boundaries and you have structure 
and that creates freedom. It's kind of the same thing with yeah. like clothing. Like yes. <laughs> you yeah. have boundaries and structure and that actually creates freedom for you because you can go do these things. So what would that, when you're talking about like teaching people how to use the internet, what kinds of things are you thinking about? Similar to what you just mentioned. I mean, you need to create like space for your time for yourself if you want to do something because when you go to uh, the, the internet, when you go to the internet, people don't know what, what to search for. They search for clothes and uh, vacations mainly. So you need to have an idea and for example, learn if you if you, the best thing to to use on the internet is to learn stuff i mean that's the main benefit we have with the connection i mean the other day was i i signed up for skillshare and i just learned a couple of things about using uh, using one tool how to make illustrations and i did it in under an hour but if you don't have an idea what you want to do with your life you just go with the default so social media watching videos etc so that's the main thing. First, you need to figure out what you want to do. And after that, create something like a schedule so you can achieve that thing. And the other day I was reading another interesting book, Ultra Learning, which basically says that you can learn anything faster if you, of course, put the time in. So again, you need to like figure out what you want to learn and create something like a schedule for yourself. Yeah. And the internet gives you this opportunity. I mean, you just need to search for the right thing. So we're not doing it. So, right. Yeah. It's one of, I mean, it's one, the most powerful tool that we have, but we just don't know how to use it. And then we kind of like abuse it. We basically like being on social media every two seconds is abusing the internet. And, and then we don't, and you kind of get that. Um, I was listening to, Uh, Joe Rogan's podcast and he was talking my husband listens to it he was talking about how on his phone he has a folder that says junkie and he has all of his social media there because it's the same thing it's the dopamine he's getting that hit oh I gotta get another hit and then but yeah like I can definitely like I have felt like a junkie before like this like being sucked into it I was abusing the internet yes (laughs) yes like for example, if you let a five or six year old uh, go to the supermarket with credit card and no boundaries, mm. of course he will purchase all the junk food he can he can carry. So similar thing happens when we go social media to to without a go. I mean, social media can be used. For example, to, you have a business, you can use it. For example, to to have more clients, to reach more people, if you want. But again, you need to use it the right way. But when you go, for example, when I recently I logged to Facebook and there are so many stuff inside. You can go to groups. Uh, I, I don't know why it's showing that you can go gaming. I don't game. I don't know why it's showing actually, but apparently I can go gaming if I want. So you, you have all these doors to do stuff, but I don't know. Yeah. Again, you need to have like idea what you want to do. Otherwise you'll do only time wasting stuff. Yeah. So having that clear objective, otherwise we like default to all of these distractions. Yes. And it's going to get worse over time. I mean, if people don't like do something about it. And of course, this is something every person needs to be on, on, on his own. I mean, if he doesn't have a desire to change or to do something different, I mean, you, you coach people. They, t- they reach to you because they want to make some kind of change in their lives, I, I suppose. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, that's really interesting you say that because I think you're right. When we, so the desire to change, um, we do something, that's our motivation. We start to do something because we want to get away from pain or move closer to pleasure. And so then we'll go onto the internet because we're like, I'm bored. Let yeah. <laughs> me go onto the internet. That's going to change my emotional state. But then we fall down that rabbit hole. So you're saying, I'm bored. Maybe I can learn how to do, I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> like, yeah, so like now I'm going to go on the internet to learn that thing. But it's, um, yeah, we, I think that our default is I'm bored. Let me go get entertained. And then we don't that's know. That's the easier thing. Yes. That's the easiest thing you can do. I mean, uh, the, the success like social media have is they remove the boundaries. They remove steps to sign up. When you go to sign up to a social media account, you, you only need to put your email address and like they remove the friction to, to start using the app. But learning stuff is hard because you need to do work. You need to write, read, understand. Yeah. And yeah. that's why, I mean, change is hard. Right. And if you don't have like support group people who push you forward, it's going to be, get even difficult. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that is when you bring that, cause that's the, the third step in like the habit loop is make it, make it easy. So mm -hmm. social media does make it really easy and and right. And even just having an app on your phone makes it so easy. It's so passive, but actually yeah. learning a new skill means you have to like think of the idea, find the right place on mm -hmm. the internet and then actually do the thing. It, there is more friction in learning something new versus just being entertained. Yeah, actually, from the book, the uh, James Clear. I actually love his website. I'm quite a fan. Uh, one of the things I I did in my morning routine, sort of say, it's actually the night before I prepared the room for the workout because, mm -hmm. I mean, I set everything: the mat, the the exercise equipment, my laptop, water is ready. I need to. I mean, I just need to get up and train. So, that's. Like, like what he mentioned, actually, you need to put your shoes uh, right before your bed or something like that was mentioned in the book, I believe. Yeah. So you've removed all the friction and made it easy for that thing to happen. Yes. Yes. I love that. Um, so being with the pandemic, how is it? So you're in Bulgaria. Yes. How are things right now where you are? I mean, things are slightly probably getting better. There are fewer people diseased today. People are... I mean, in regards people and uh, how things are in society, I mean, people all over the, the country, I mean, everyone's going to his job, etc. Oh, wow. So, <laughs> that's I mean, so far, that's not happening here for so long. <laughs> the, the only measure is that people are wearing masks. I mean, that's probably the only measure. But around two or three months, we were like in lockdown, so to say. I mean, we only had to leave our houses on when we need to go to the grocery, et cetera. Mm -hmm. So is life for you, is life all that different or are you, will you be working from home? How is it? I'm, I'm working from home actually when the pandemic started. And so I'm, I'm fortunate that I, I have the opportunity. So actually it's better. I, I enjoy working from home and I have even more time to write and to read. So no, no change here, but Sadly, this is not the case uh, I mean, around the world. How are things? Uh, things in the US are not good. Um, 
we there's still there's just been a lot of backlash and people not wanting to wear masks mm-hmm. and things are just it's it's not getting better and it's um for me personally not really much changed because mm-hmm. I, I work for myself and i was so i was going to a uh, co-working office and i was paying yeah. to go somewhere to work and then yeah. i just stopped paying and now i'm at home <laughs> but like um yeah so i think the first month it was a little bit of an adjustment but using that idea of like having um a set like having like uh, ha- what is it creating your environment mm-hmm. this is the room that i'm in right now we were not using this room it's upstairs um in the top part of our house and just weren't using it and so i decided okay i'm going to make this nice. my office now <laughs> and then so my desk is right here and right over here is my workout space and i was so i just but i didn't have that before before the mm-hmm. pandemic I was going to a gym to work out and I was going to an office to work out. And so then when it happened, I kind of just had to adjust things kind of like you did like, okay, now this is my new morning routine and this is where I come instead of going. But it took that. I think the other thing too, is that it takes that, um, that thinking about it. Like you have to spend the time thinking, like making that plan. Cause had I not made that plan, this would have been the last few months would have been a mess. And what about your motivation? I mean, are you more motivated right now? Well, did it decline over time? Because I have my ups and downs. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, when everything first happened, I think it was that shock of like, what is happening? And I think that, that those first couple of weeks, I felt scared and anxious. And then I was like, okay, this is, just normal. So my motivation has been pretty steady. Like I haven't. And also I don't have children. (laughs) And I, so that's been easy for me. And I don't have kids that are trying to go back to school. Like I have like a lot of the things that are hard for other people. I just, I don't have those stressors because of, Mm. yeah. Yeah. But I feel like my motivation kind of, I think this is the thing I emailed you about where I was, I was, so I emailed them and I said, I first started my blog. I was talking a lot about uh, running or the podcast. I was talking about running and then I switched and I was kind of talking about food. And now I've really just been talking a lot about mental health and like having, have a morning schedule, eat good foods, exercise so that your mental health is good. And it's interesting because once I kind of switched to that, like literally everything I do is for my mental health. Now mm-hmm. I read for my mental health. I write like yeah. everything you described, <laughs> wake up early, read, write, exercise. It's for my mental health. Yeah. 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 Nice. The yeah. same here. I mean, I'm trying to, to stay in this, <laughs> to stay sane. As they people say, because they're, when it, uh, oftentimes I go to read something on the internet and uh, I mean, I'm subscribed to a couple of newsletters, but, when you read, 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 uh, like like there's a lot of stuff and it, it can get overwhelming. I mean, a lot of articles and you need to stop at some point. I mean, do something else instead. Go out probably where there are no people, but still you need to, to like make some kind of a change in your life because otherwise, I mean, the, the internet can consume you. Mm-hmm. I think that, yeah, exactly what you said. I would say around maybe 
just a year ago, I was not in a good place because I was spending so much time on the internet and on social media and just spending a lot of time in my head instead of like the doing part. So what you described, once I got out of my head and then like got up and like moved my body, it helps my head feel better. And then I like, when I do want to learn something, my head, I can be focused because I've already done something. But yeah, falling down that rabbit hole never feels good. What actually inspired you to to ditch like this kind of lifestyle? I think- Because I'm I'm interested to (laughs) to know. (laughs) Yeah, I think it's probably similar to, you know, you learn, you, you go through a struggle and then you don't want someone else to have to feel that struggle either. And, um, yeah, I think that that, like I've all of my twenties and even my early thirties was just a lot of struggle and no one saying, Hey, if you spend less time on social media, that'll help you feel better. Or if you exercise in the morning, that'll help you feel better. Or right. It's just, Hey, take these antidepressants, take these pills. Which they have a place. I'm not going to say I have so many people that I talk to that it does help them give that give you that edge. But then you still have to go and like do the things that are actually going to help you feel better. Yeah, that's kind of where I was at. Yeah, it's something like a short term, like uh, gain, and uh, but it should be the opposite. I mean, like social media and these kind of stuffs gives you like short term benefits but not long term that's actually the reason i stopped because you're essentially not doing anything with this and that's why i want to start like a website or something because it's like a long long term commitment to have something lasting you you spend time on something that will resist time because if you only check social media and see what other people are doing it will be gone when you close the screen but the other thing will stay so it's better to focus on something that will like stay over time, not the other thing. Yeah. And I think too, with that, right. Like you said, so when you, if you were to post something on Instagram, it's gone. No one's going to see it or consume it after 24 hours, unless they scroll back on your Instagram, no one's going to see that stuff. (laughs) But when you have things on your own website, that stuff is there. And I, I mean, I, you don't even talk about minimalism anymore, but I, that's, I found your blog because of something you wrote a long time ago. Like it lives there and it's just so much more educational versus the flashy things. Um, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. But, but there are a lot of businesses that are built on Instagram. They, and they don't realize that, at some point, it, it can all be gone. I mean, you don't even own your content. Sadly, I don't know why they do it, but I've seen such like websites and businesses. Exactly. That, I think that, yes, there were a few months ago, maybe it was a year ago, but yeah, Instagram stopped working one day and everyone was freaking out. And it was that reminder of, this can go away. I mean, just like, I think that's one thing about the pandemic too, is we've mm-hmm. realized any of this stuff that we thought were stable can just, it can go away. Yeah. They're not stable actually. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's an illusion. It's not, we thought it was. And so that was like with runners, 
a lot of the races have been canceled. I was supposed to run mm -hmm. the Chicago marathon. It's canceled. It's not yeah. happening. So it's like, great. All of these things that we thought were stable can go away. But so what are you doing day to day? What are you, what are you building for yourself? Because all of those external things can just disappear one day and you not have it anymore. Yeah. You need to be flexible above all, but that's probably the hardest thing you need to learn. Yeah. Definitely. So let's see. I know that you, so your website, you, it's kind of, you get to read the books that you want to read. And then you tell people, is it to tell them what books they should read or to help them? What would you say? Mainly to, to actually, um, when I read, I, I try to, to find like points in the book that are like actionable when you, that you can do something about it. Mm -hmm. And when I when I write the actual summary, I try to like give readers like uh, some actionable tips that they can implement in their lives. I mean, in regards to business, uh, psychology, mental health, as you mentioned. And because when you read, you're like most of the people are passively reading. They they, they don't do a lot of with the content they consume. And I try to reward that and give like hints what you can actually do today for example that can it, that can positively influence your life it can be a little thing it can be big but you can stop and actually think about think about it i mean that's that's the main thing because as i mentioned I actually wrote a blog post about it about this the other day like when you read you don't think about the content you consume so you need to have time where you think about it and even write it on your own with your own words. That's, that's the main thing I want to achieve with my, with my website. Yeah. Yeah. That is big. When you write it in your own words. And if you just think about like growing up in school, like when you read a book and you have to write about what you read, you actually process it. And that whole, like when you have to teach someone something, yeah. you have to process it. You need to understand that. it first. I mean, in order to, give it to others so that's the main thing yeah. and also like make probably books more popular again i mean <laughs> especially self-help books because most of the people even if uh, even before i remember i was kind of embarrassed of reading self-help books because self-help books like kind of say that you need help and you're not like okay otherwise why why would you then read self-help books Right. But indeed, there are a lot of interesting stuff out there. And if you are not able to find like people who can motivate you to do something, I actually find the motivation to continue doing what I'm doing in the books I read. Mm -hmm. Because it can be really like inspiring to see other people struggled for years till they actually did something. Yeah. It's so, when you think about self-help books, I feel like in movies, it's always the girl who just got broken up with and now she's in the bookstore in the self-help yeah. aisle. Like, and it's just, so it, we have this bad image in our head of what it means to need help. But it's like, no, everyone, everyone is going through some sort of struggle. Everyone. And yeah, but they, they don't admit it, most of them. I mean, they hide it, and which, which probably gets worse over time. Like when, when, you, when you have a fight with, for example, your husband or a friend, if you don't talk about it, it will not go away. I mean, it's going, only going to get worse. So that's one of the things you need to do. 
Yeah. What books would you say have changed your life the most that you think people should check out? I mean, uh, I, I really adore the Mark Manson's book. There are two books, uh, kind of uh, strange speech. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if you heard him. He's actually a very famous blogger. The, the Mark Manson. Is he a comedian? No, no he's a actually a blogger. Okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. Oh, one yeah. of the famous yes. Yeah, the subtle art of not giving a F. Yes. And the other one is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the other one is everything is again with the F word. I mean, these books are uh, really right, light read, and for like people who need kind of mental health help, they can check them because. I mean, they're intriguing and the author writes in really interesting way. Uh, other than that, I mean, Flow, for example. Flow is a very famous book by Mikhaili, and I can't pronounce his last name. It's really strange, stranger than mine. So. <laughs> <laughs> but this book talks about focusing and about uh, your, I mean, the only way you can produce something uh, worthwhile is to focus 100% on the task. So mm -hmm. that's probably the, in, in our age of distractions, probably that's a skill you need to like adopt. Yeah. Otherwise, nothing good will happen. That, yeah. Well, and kind of going back to what we talked about a little bit ago, I mean, a, a year and a half ago, I was struggling with so much distraction I was like, do I need, do I have ADD? Do I need to be on some sort of medication? Mm -hmm. Do like, what's wrong with me? And then it was like, well, what if we just actually start with removing the distractions yeah. <laughs> and trying to focus? But also the thing about flow too is like, like it has to be something that I actually enjoy and want to be doing. Like it can't be like, oh, I'm trying to do my taxes, which is a, terrible process here and I'm not like motivated and excited to do it but like what is something creative that I actually want to be doing and I mean that like once I started to focus in on that I was like oh actually I am okay I just never learned these skills yeah the other thing is like uh, to to break it down into a little tasks you can do that's I mean the the most mentioned advice out there but Again, the, the simple, the simplest things do the work. Sim uh, people simply need to do them, like minimalism, owning less stuff, doing the essentials, like exercising every day, even for 10-15 minutes is going to be okay. But even these little things are often neglected by people. So, again, yeah. in the in the world we live in, and in the pandemic, I mean, people. What what happened during the pandemic? I was reading a report the other day about gaming industry. The gaming was, I mean, uh, it got millions of dollars because people were playing video games. Zoom, people were, I mean, that's probably a good idea because people are chatting with each other, but that's fine. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but other businesses that are online, like uh, gaming and uh, Netflix and etc., people just sit there and consume content. I, at least that's how I imagine most of them. Uh, unless, I mean, and, uh, the, instead of learning something, you're just sitting there and watching stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's that, um, 
when you said that. Yeah, I think that, that we kind of go through that place. If I'm going to go my little chart of like where we are really permissive and then it becomes neglectful where we're just consuming, consuming, yes. consuming. And it's okay. It's okay to want to watch Netflix or it's okay to want to play a video game. But when it becomes super neglectful, it just like it just feels Harder when you don't have boundaries, it. yes, yeah. the other the other chart. When you don't, you can you can watch. Of course, everybody is having some kind of uh, doing something for the entertainment. But if you're entertaining yourself twenty four seven, I mean, there are no boundaries in that. Yeah. Like yeah. eating chocolates throughout the whole day, the, the same thing. You need to have boundaries in every aspect of your life, like entertainment, relationships, and jobs, people. Yeah. Money. Yes. yes. All of these important things that would have been helpful to learn in school at yeah. some point, but we had to learn by, I think, the hard uh, way. Yeah, yeah. Messing up and then realizing, oh, I need, I need some structure there. I need some boundaries there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Guidance. I mean, more websites like yours, mine, and others should exist because they are like the resistance of everything else. Like social media is trying to bring people there and uh, like give them groups, chats, forums. And other sites are trying to teach people something. So we should have more websites, <laughs> educational. <Yeah. laughs> Yes. Wonderful. So I want to get, let people know if they want to find you, if they want to learn more about what you do or check out any of the books that you've read, where can they find you? They can find me on my website. It's uh, darmonski.com. It's, that's my last name. Uh, yes, that's the only place. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. I love that. Great. I will have that in the show notes so they can click and they can find you and read all. And actually, I'm going to link a couple of my favorite blog posts um, that really helped me in the, the short time that I've been reading your blog. Okay. Thank you. Great. All right. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Thank you. Thank you as well. Thank you for the opportunity and uh, thank you for the conversation. Thank you.